All right, live from home. It's another episode of Red Sea Radio. This is episode 17. We're back at it again. Winter break, Zoom edition, Red Sea Radio. I'm your host, Kyle Majewitz, along with Jack Sarasulo. Jack, how are we feeling this week? The better, we did better than I thought. That, that's, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, even though we lost both. Yeah, so it was a, a weird feeling, right? Because we did lose, but we did play the best team in the conference and we didn't lose by a whole lot. Um, so before we get into that, let's start with, I guess, some Fairfield women's basketball. Uh, obviously, they didn't play last week, uh, so there's no scores to report on, but they are playing tomorrow and Saturday against Marist. So obviously, the women's stags are 4-0 and in conference, first place, 5-1 and overall, uh, but they are playing the number two-seeded team right now. Um, I believe Maris was the favorite in the preseason. Uh, Maris is five and one in conference, one loss to Quinnipiac, seven and one overall. Um, Fairfield is unbeaten in its last five, while Maris has one loss in its last five. They lost on January fourth to Quinnipiac, so that should be a good game. Um, I do see Maris scores uh, pretty pretty low scoring, averaging team, a couple wins with fifty points here and there. Um, while the Stags usually average around 70 or high 60s. So hopefully uh, we outscore them. But uh, it was definitely going to be their biggest competition so far in conference. They've had some uh, pretty pretty easy wins so far. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Those games are at 7 p.m. tomorrow and Saturday. Tomorrow's on ESPN3. Um, so, again, it's nice because that's right after the men's game. I think the men's games are at 5. So probably be able to check both of those out. Um, so good luck to them. Hopefully they do well. Um, and then before we get into this other Stags news, did you see uh, did you see the new soccer, whatever, uh, locker room that they built? For Fairfield? Yeah, did you see that? No, I did not. Is it on Twitter? Yeah, I think it's – I think we retweeted it if you go check. But, yeah, they built – I think they built a new soccer uh, locker room. It looks really nice. So um, that was just kind of some Stags news we had to – put out there i know um they they play their season is going to be like this semester so um you know oh, yeah, we might, this. yeah we might it's have really to nice. talk about we have to talk about some some stag soccer of course basketball ends i know uh i might be working at those games so that'd be pretty cool too to actually yeah. be like up in there get some some uh some sideline reporting going or something but yeah, that's a nice locker man yeah, really that. nice. It's like a very high-quality locker room. So, yeah, that's that. That's the uh, little beginning notifications and stuff. But let's get into some Fairfield men's basketball. Uh, so, obviously, as we already noted, we played Siena this past weekend. And, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the best because Siena is obviously the number one ranked team in our conference, preseason number one, currently 3-0 and or 4-0 and in conference. So, um, it was pretty – obvious that we were probably going to lose both of these games uh so game one we lost 74 to 58 uh they shot 51 percent from the field while we only shot 38 percent um 38 percent from three uh they shot we, we shot 23 percent um the biggest number was really i think rebounding in both games uh they out rebounded us 36 to 28 in the first game um they out assisted us 19 to 11 but 11 for us isn't too bad. Um, we actually beat them in the turnover game by two. Um, but, you know, we never led the game while their largest lead was 16. So, uh, you know, first impressions, I guess I'll go first. It was just uh, they were just bigger, stronger, more talented than us. It was uh, was one of those games where you didn't really walk away too upset because you just understand that they just have better players than us, for me at least. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't even play like that much. They were just naturally just a better team. Like, they didn't play. They had 11 turnovers to our nine. It's one of the few games that we actually win the turnover battle. But, I mean, they're rebounding. They get it from their entire roster, if you look at it. If you look at their starting lineup, like, three, nine, three, five, three. Like, they get rebounding from everywhere. While Fairfield, it's more the bigs. They don't get it, then we're most likely not getting the rebound. So, I think that's something the – to, to live by or see as we uh, as Fairfield gets better over the next couple of years is that size wins, especially in the MAC. Size yeah. and 
for sure. And and another thing too, I noticed with them is they kind of had a very uh, spread out point distribution as well. They had a lot of guys drop a, a decent amount of points. Um, Pickett led them in the first game, but um, you know, honestly, he didn't impress me like too much. Pickett. Didn't he score his one thousandth point was this game or the yeah? Next? Oh, this, this game, game he, he didn't play the second game, but uh, he honestly he didn't impress me like too much because obviously he's like the reigning Mac player of the year going for the repeat, uh, yeah. like a highly, highly praised player in the conference. He honestly didn't impress me too much. He's pretty good, but I was expecting him to be like heads and shoulders yeah. above everyone. And I just didn't feel that way about him. But, I mean, um, it, yeah, I, I, I compare kind of um, to what we were looking at when I was watching the Monmouth game earlier in the year against Hofstra when they were playing Hofstra, like Pappas is like some of that, like the, uh, the guard on Monmouth, he like stood out to me. Like he was like, I like was like, this guy's really. Good. I feel like Pickett. I might be just because I had higher expectations for Pickett, but yeah, I agree. It wasn't like the craziest performance, even though it was fifteen nine and six. <laughs> yeah, still good. One player that I really uh, over the the course of the two days was really impressed with was was Manny Camper, um, who I, I believe he's a senior as well, but he played really well, especially in that second game when uh, when Pickett didn't play due to injury. He played really well. He was a, a dangerous shooter. So he actually stood out the most to me this over this course of this weekend. Also, uh, Carpenter, who was their freshman uh, guard from Connecticut, they kept talking about how he's a local kid. Uh, I think he's from by, by Quinnipiac, by Hamden. But he played really, really well in that second game in the absence of Pickett. And as a freshman, um, you know, Fairfield's going to be probably haunted by him for the next – three years so um yeah they, they do have a lot of talent on their team uh before we get into our guys one other thing about them though is I feel like they're very beatable you know in the Mac like I feel like when when we did the preseason right and we were looking mm-hmm. at uh all these publications and analysts that like really know their stuff like way more than us they had Sienna obviously at first and like head and shoulders above everyone, right? Like Sienna was first and then there's like a tear drop and then there's, you know, Iona Monmouth, right? But, you know, considering we are last place in the Mac, I wasn't incredibly impressed with Sienna to the point where I was like, no one's going to beat them. No other teams are going to beat them. It didn't surprise me that we couldn't beat them and obviously they're better than us, but I just didn't feel like they were like head and shoulders above the entire league. Cause I know that, there's a lot of teams that are better than us, and I think those teams can really give Sienna a run for their money. I definitely didn't feel like this team was by far the best in the league. They're they're talented, but they didn't impress me far more than a Iona or even like Niagara or we've yet to see Monmouth, but we know they're really good. So I think they're going to lose some games uh, later on in this season when they play. Yeah, some, no, I agree. But teams. I, it's it's funny. Like I when I think about it in terms of like the bid for the tournament. I think Sienna, I think arguably I think Monmouth or Sienna are probably the two best teams to send just because of to represent us kind of. Yeah, because like I'm thinking in terms of like can they win a game possibly can they steal one as like a 14 or 15, which is what they're probably gonna be. And like obviously you'd want Patino to be like in the tournament because he knows how to coach there. But like Pickett, having a guy like Pickett or a guy like Pappas is exactly what you need to like upset a two or a one. And I, I think it would be really interesting to see like how like Jalen Pickett would do against, uh, I don't know like what a two would be like a Texas Tech or something or like a Texas. Yeah, because obviously like whoever makes it from the MAC like we're gonna root for. We're gonna root for that. I mean, it's fifteen. You always root for the fifteen seeds anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm actually very interested to see uh, their matchup against some of the higher teams in the MAC because obviously they only played four games so far, but I think those higher team, I think. They'll definitely be very good games. Like, yeah, I think Mom is give them a lot of trouble. I think St. Peter's could. I think I think Iona obviously could. I think those those four teams should be in the top for most well, they, of the year. Did they beat Monmouth? I think they beat Monmouth, but the team, the that, was their, Monmouth? that was their first series. But like, you know, like even like like you said, St. Peter's, Niagara, Iona. Um, I think all those teams could really give them good games. So, um, but yeah, they beat Monmouth in their first series because they're 4-0 now 
So the, the only two teams they've played is Monmouth. Oh, yeah, they are four. Us. I saw that, uh, yeah, four. But, yeah, they beat Monmouth by a point the first game. So, obviously, yeah, that was so. a good game. We didn't see it. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a lot closer than the preseason kind of predictions just because I think they didn't necessarily impress me too much. But they are really a strong team, a good team. Like, um, not just a strong team as in, like, they're, like, physically a very strong team. So, I think they can really compete with anyone, obviously. They're – number one ranked but yeah they just didn't like they didn't wow me to the point where I was like they're gonna walk their way right to the tournament well, but what uh, else I found interesting about their rotations was their guards like the pick again the first team was like Piggy Camper Hopkins King they all played basically like the entire game was four guards and then they had like a fifth rotating spot with like Young and I think the first team was like Storm the Storm oh, yeah Storm oh, yeah yeah but they like basically have four guys they play most of the game. And there's a fifth rotating spot. I wonder yeah, if that's just from lack of bench. Even depth, you or... notice, you notice in the second game too. Obviously, we didn't get there yet, but I think they only played three guys off the bench in the second game. Yeah, and Storm actually played very well off the bench. I mean, he's off the bench. He's like one of their only bigs that they play, and he was. I mean, in the second game, first game, I think he went perfect. Yeah, seven for seven from the field, fifteen yeah. points. I mean, their bigs, their bigs just absolutely dominated yeah. us in these in this whole series, which was a kind of one of the leading factors. But I mean, I even their we'll, guards are great rebounders. I mean, Pickett had nine boards as a as a guard in the MAC. It's uh, oh yeah, nine boards, and even Camper at seven, Hopkins at six. Like that's twenty two rebounds from three guards. Like you never see that from most other teams. Yeah, but all of the but even their guards were kind of like more physical than ours yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe had a little height advantage That's what I mean. um, on ours so just all around they were just more physical than us and obviously more talented but uh we knew that going in i guess we'll just took we'll take a look at the bench quickly here um we're not going to make it we're not going to drag it out too much because there's obviously like not a whole lot to say when a team is just kind of flat out more talented than you um they went with the same starting lineup jay young went with the same starting lineup as the previous rider series um, having Mido in there, who we talked about last episode, definitely earned his spot in there with his previous series. But now in this one, um, kind, of kind of fell struggled. back to, yeah, he fell back to his like, old form. Yeah, and and again, you don't know if it's obviously because he played players that outmatch him, or if he's gonna slump again. Like you don't, you can't really judge it off one series, but you also can't. Um, this at the same time, we couldn't say, oh. He's back. He's back. You know, the Ryder series, right? Like he does well in the Ryder series. That's one good series. So at the same time, we can't just judge it and be like, oh, he's back again. Um, so it goes both ways. Like, we yeah, we need consistency. We yeah, need yeah. So weeks. Um, 11 minutes from him, only two points, uh, one rebound, one assist. Nothing crazy on the stat line. Um, I guess I'll pose the question, though, to you. Do you think he's better off the bench? I mean, I, I can't officially say that because it's just – I think it might just be random. I think it, it, he got caught on a bad weekend. I mean, Sienna, their guards are were playing more physical than Mido was. Like, their guards were rebounding more than he was. So, I can't tell if that's just because those guys are just so physical and so talented or because Mido is, like, a little passive. And I think he was passive, but I think it was a mix of both. I, I wouldn't be against – putting him off the bench again to see how it goes, but I also wouldn't be against keeping him there for another game, possibly. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that you mentioned that they played more physical. Mido isn't even really a physical guy to begin with anyway, yeah. so uh, he's definitely outmatched. I'll, uh, I'll, give, also, I'll give him another chance against Mayors tomorrow in the starting lineup, probably. Yeah, at least the first game, right? Yeah, at least yeah. Friday. Um, then we had Chrysler, 17 minutes. Only had three points in this one, one for four from the field. He definitely, he didn't really attempt. He only attempted four shots. Yeah. One of them was a three, uh, three rebounds, one assist. Um, you know, he didn't didn't play necessarily well. Uh, he's one of those guys that like the trend has been when he when he contributes a little bit more, that's when the team tends to do well. It helps the offense a lot when he when he contributes. Like when he can get his shots. Game, he when he can get his nine. shots and can hit them. It helps a lot. Yeah, in the second game, he puts up nine, and the score was a lot closer. Um, so we definitely he's one of those guys that needs to contribute a little bit more um, than just three points. But uh, moving on, we had, we had uh, Wojcik, who 
a good week. Played, he played the best this weekend. Yeah. Um, 11 points in this one. The second game, he did even better. Uh, 50% from the field, uh, two rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, two fouls. Yeah, he played the best in this one. I think maybe it's, uh, you know, him showing his – you know, you're playing against a better team, obviously, Sienna, right? But he's played against a lot better teams in his – in A ten, I mean, you got yeah. you got good teams. Dayton, I mean, Dayton just had a oh, we top and go top five. So I'm, he definitely plays against some big talents. Yeah, so he's he, I guess he showed his, uh, you know, his skills against better teams and you know no fear against these better teams. But yeah, I mean, he it's it's good to see him produce because he had a couple down games in the past. I think one of them was against Ryder, but uh, yeah, good numbers from him. I don't really think there's anything. Negative yeah, I think I think this is, should be what we expect from him going forward. I think 11 points, around 11, 10, 11 points should be what we expect from him. And yeah, it, like Exactly, because especially when we win, right, it's like a distribution among other guys. He put in his 11 or so, but then we didn't get that from Taj, from yeah. Caleb, from, you know, Chrysler, like all these guys. So, yeah, uh, moving on, we have Caleb, 31 minutes, 7 points, 3 for 9 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3. Uh, three rebounds, only one assist as our lead point guard, one steal, one turnover. Um, so, yeah, the assist numbers are down. Um, I'm still kind of a little down on him. Going, we, we said that last weekend, and I think my opinion hasn't really changed here. I think for him in this one, too, size, he was very outsized by the entire court, which really, really hurts him because he'll make some good moves and get to the hoop, but he's so undersized that it really – it's easy for guys to to recover when he gets by them and still block them on the you know on the layup and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not hard um, to uh, recover on Kale because I mean you would think as a guy that's smaller, he's quick enough to like if he gets past him on the finish, but he's just like not. It's just, it's surprising how slow he is to the basket at times when he when he is because he is a good ball handler and he can get past guys like he is able to uh, break someone down. But it's tough when you can get a call from behind can't finish over people it's hard to finish the playoff yeah I mean at least I'd say at least three or four times a game he does get through and gets you know gets to the rim but he gets blocked a lot as well so and that also comes with like being able to know as a guard that's that small when the pass out where your eyes are can you find the open man yeah I mean, having that awareness to crash teams do crash when he drives so it's not like there aren't open people yeah having that awareness even yeah is would be better but i am a little down on him yeah i uh, think he hasn't had a great month i mean, I, I think since that's i think we mentioned in the last episode that stony brook game kind of i don't know if it was the reason for it but since then it's been he's been having kind of a couple tough nights yeah for whatever reason that has been kind of the marker that he's been downtrending since so uh, you know, it is what it is, but I, I would really not mind if if Jay Young gave Leach a chance. Yeah, I, I would. I, would, I honestly wouldn't mind Kale. Off the, I mean, if the way they talk about him as like such a leader, him off the bench might not be a bad idea. With like a him and Cruz off the bench, that's a solid bench unit right there. Yeah, and scoring wise, where we usually our bench usually kind of stalls the scoring. I think that could be huge for our scoring off the bench. And I'm interested – I'm going to ask you a question about Cruz in a little bit. But before we get to that, we'll keep moving down the down the line. We had Taj, 36 minutes, uh, 1 for 9 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, uh, 5 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 2 steals. This is probably his worst game this season. You know, we, we, we always praise him on here and say that he never really has a bad game. But I think – you got to call it out kind of when you see one and, you know, one for nine from the field, oh for four from three, um, even three for five from the line, which he's usually about perfect. Uh, I think those two misses were back to back. This was probably his worst game he's had all season. Uh, he was due for a bad game. I mean, you can, again, to go back, he, he got better, but he's not that much better where he's immune to bad games. Yeah, I guess we're yeah we're blinded a little bit by the the good season he's had. You don't remember kind of last season when he did have some bad games. So yeah, I mean I'm not like it's not an issue at all. It's just a bad game. You move yeah. on from it. It's not like anything. I'm not worried at all. He's still gonna really be move point guard. He's still gonna play every day or play yeah. 35 minutes every night. It doesn't move him down on our 
on our list or anything. So moving on to the bench, we did see the return of uh, Jason. Two Mace minutes. Barely. Early. Barely. Two minutes. I mean, I still don't understand why. It, you know, it's like, odd because what he – what Jay Young told us, like, he's great at is something I feel like we lack in terms of, like, energy. And, like, I feel like when we play – our team plays up-tempo and plays with energy, that's the game if we win. If you look at our two wins, they were fueled by huge runs based off big, like, defensive plays that led to fast breaks. I think chasing could be kind of what did that. I think they also dunks. I mean, if you look at our two wins, dunks, what, the highlights are dunks. Big yeah, fast breaks, uh, steals, like all that kind of stuff that Jason would contribute. Yeah, not like not like dunks like specifically help us win, but they bring well, like, that energy. Yeah, they bring like, that energy. That like when we go on pick runs, they're yeah. capped off with like a big dunk or something like that. I just don't understand why, you know, we saw him like once, right, in uh, Niagara, I believe, right? And he had a dunk, right? He dunked and he played for like two minutes. And then we didn't see him again until this game. And you see him for two minutes, like barely enough to do anything. He doesn't have any stat line. Yeah, I just I mean, don't understand, no. like, what the why, why, why'd you even put him in then? You know, I mean, two mean? minutes is enough to, like, you can't judge him off two minutes. It's like, and it wasn't really garbage time minutes. It was in the second half, I believe, but it wasn't it was like, it was a random two minutes. Like, yeah, I mean, random. Alan, they do the same thing with Allen. Allen, and this minute. tonight, he only got one, but like, he'll get. In the past few games, he's getting, like, three, four minutes, but it's, like, randomly, like, in the first half for, like, a couple minutes and just doesn't play the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, with Jason or with Allen, it's, like, if you go in for two minutes or you're going for one minute and it's not garbage time minutes, if it's garbage time minutes, then you know that you're just getting those minutes because the game's over. But if it's, like, two minutes in the middle of the game, how do you even prove yourself to grow your minutes? You can't. There's what, what could you even yeah. do? It's I mean, like, when, when Jason went in that first time against Niagara, he had a nice play and then he came right out. So, what, what could you do more? Yeah, and it's it also forces those guys to press. I mean, when you're in for two minutes or one minute and you're fighting for minutes, like you have to press, you have to try and do something that could lead to just playing worse rather than yeah, being so tense, focused like, on making a big play to, yeah. to show yourself that you mess up. Um, you know, I I still don't know. Like, is it maybe he's not a hundred percent fit yet? I don't know, but it's just it's just odd to me. I I really hope we see him more this this weekend. I'd like to see him more. Um, I mean, mon- I mean, with mono, like, it's tough. It's like something that it stays with you, especially now with COVID stuff. You never know. Like, mono is make you like more susceptible to COVID. Like, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll give it time. Supreme Cook. He had a, an okay weekend. He uh, put up seven points in this one, 50% shooting, uh, six rebounds, one block, one turnover, two fouls, 18 minutes. Uh, so two performances off the bench. He played okay. He bounced um, back, I think. He, he had a tough weekend last week when he Ryder. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because it's like it would be really nice to get consistent good games from both bigs, right? Doesn't it feel like when one plays bad, the other plays well? Um, and it flip flops like between Mido and Supreme. Yeah, like that. I, mean, I, I look at them more as like a combined unit. If we can get like fifteen and fifteen and ten between the two of them every night, that's great. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and usually, it's one of the guys though that carries it more. So. Yeah, like, it, like it's. I I would love it if they could both play well on the same night. They could both put up seven and six on the same night between their two minute their minutes split. Yeah, so he played. Uh, he played not too bad over over the weekend, especially for one being a freshman and two playing against a strong team. Um, so no real complaints from him there. We talked about Allen already. Um, Chef only played nine minutes again, two points. He had, I think, he had a. In this game, was he had the really nice putback dunk, but that was his only contribution. Really, his four rebounds. Been, yeah, his minutes um, been cut in half. Yeah, it's weird again, right? We saw last weekend he had a nice game. Uh, his minutes went up, but then they just go back down. It's it's so it's. I feel like there's no real plan for him. Well, like I'll I give it. Like, I'll I'll give Jay on credit. They do play a lot of guards. Sienna, as we mentioned before, I mean they play the four guards thirty plus minutes every night. So you don't want to play big when other teams playing smaller, and like that could have been come into the decision. So I could say that more as a matchup thing than a lack of like faith. My only thing is though. I would have 
I really wouldn't have minded Chef in for uh, Chrysler at times because Chef is quicker. He's he's like yeah he, yeah he could he can help switch out on with the, the guards. guards. Can, yeah. yeah, he could help out. He's quicker and more athletic than Chrysler, so he could have helped out with the covering some of the guards. You know. Um, more so than Chrysler, so he also sacrificed some offense with with Chef though, and obviously with twenty fifty eight points, we didn't have the most offense yeah. uh, on that night. So it's like you you give and take. It's a lot of give and take, and I mean Jay Young's coached what twelve games with this roster, basically the brand new roster from last year. So it's twelve games with this roster. You you really haven't. He hasn't really gotten to be able to sink his teeth into a, a team yet. Yeah, it's just weird because Chef's minutes fluctuate so much. It just feels like there's no real plan for him. I don't know. It, it just yeah. – other guys are pretty solid in their minutes. And then Chef's Chef's one of the few guys that it really fluctuates a lot. I would hope that they can figure out – like a Jay, I'm going to figure out a structure. I mean, structure that's like set in stone soon because, I mean, it's tough for these guys to go into one night playing 30 minutes and next night playing 12 I mean, that's what we've seen with Cook and Mido. They've played – some nights they play, like, 25 minutes, and some nights they play barely at all. Yeah, and we're probably almost halfway through the season at this point, so. So now it's, like, rotations should start to get, like, pretty set in stone. Yeah. And now Cruz is playing 31 minutes, and, I mean, he used to play – there was games where he was playing nine. Like, yeah, it has to be figured out soon. Um. So really quickly moving on, Jalen Leach, 17 minutes, nine points, three for four from the field, one for two from three. Uh, he also had an assist, one turnover. Uh, you know, decent off the bench numbers from him. Yeah, he was having uh, a shooting slump for a little bit. It seemed yeah. like a little freshman slump. But uh, yeah. we, uh, I mean, we kind of already talked about him. How we wouldn't mind him getting a chance to start even. Uh, so we'll just move right on to the last player, Jesus Cruz. Thirty-one minutes. Yep, thirty-one minutes. Five for twelve from the field. One for two from three. One for one from the line, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks, one turnover, one foul, 12 points. Led the team off the bench. He was, like, very much the reason why they were even afloat in this game at times. I know they, they still wound up losing by a lot, but uh, there were times where this game was somewhat close, and it, he was very much the reason for that. He played really well off the bench, so... Uh, my question that I had prepared for you is, would you be ready to welcome him back to the starting lineup anytime soon? It depends for who. It, that, that's my thought process. If it's for Caleb, possibly if you want to play bigger. I think he fits better off the bench. I would honestly prefer if a Jalen replaced Caleb, replace Caleb in the starting lineup, and then you had Cruz and Caleb off the bench with like a chef or like a supreme slash Mido. So I think that's a solid bench right there. Those four guys. Yeah. yeah I, would, I, and just, I think, yeah. Just finish, I was, yeah. No, I was just going to ask the question just to see what you said, but I, I agree. I really think he's best off the bench. You know, his best games have now come off the bench. And he gets starters minutes, 31 minutes off the, like off the bench. You're starting. He got 31 minutes was playing during like the crunch time minutes. Yeah. It's not like he like, isn't getting as many minutes as he used to. And that's the thing too, is like being a starter is like, it's just like it, it's just a title, really. It's just mean, a like, name, yeah. It's not like in the NBA, like, like you don't get like starters that get all the minutes in the NBA. Like, this guy, Cruz's are probably plays the second most minutes on the team, even though he's off the bench. Yeah, like Mido's Mido's technically a starter in this one, but he got less Wait, minutes than Supreme. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it, you know, being a starter, I'm I'm sure it means something to, them, to the guys, well, but everyone wants to start, but you know, I think he plays best off the bench, and like you said, his numbers, his his minutes are pretty high up there anyway so his minutes are arguably high i think they're probably higher than what they were when he was starting because if you put him in though if you put him in for caleb who would the, the, handle the ball would it be yeah, Rojic or little, would it be taj the lineup gets a little uh um the, the spacing gets kind of messed up with that lineup with cruz and taj although we love taj and he's been shooting the ball better he does his first instinct is the drive yeah so, and then, i mean there's really no true ball handler then. As yeah, well. and Jake, I mean, no Todd Jake. could do it, but and I don't, I don't really want Wojcik handling the ball because I like him better off ball. Yeah, Great. that's why Jalen I think would be a good addition because Jalen, we are confident with him handling handling the ball, even if it yeah. is split with Jake. All right, so let's let's move on to the second game real quick. Uh, 75-68 loss to Siena again. 
Uh, 49% from the fields for Fairfield. So that was a lot better. But again, Sienna shot 55%, even with the absence of Pickett, who was injured for this game. Um, Fairfield shot 33% from three. Sienna shot 42%. Again, they out-remounted us by 11. It was 32 to 21. Uh, we out-assisted them in this one, 12 assists to their nine. Uh, and we beat them in turnovers, 13 to six. They had 13, yeah. we had six. But... Their largest lead was eight. Ours was four. And obviously, the game ended in a nine-point or seven-point. Can't do math right there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, seven-point loss. Uh, and, yeah, the, this one was uh, a little different because you but didn't pick it. Helped. Pick it not being there helped. But I think this was a really good game for Siena because it showed them how good they are without their best player. Oh, yeah, right? no, for sure. I mean, look at all the guys that stepped up without him. It's like they three had, guys, three guys put up 17, 18, 19 without their best player. Like, imagine, like, imagine, yeah, Taj, imagine that for Fairfield. Yeah, Taj dropped not playing, and they still have two, three guys drop almost 20 points. Exactly. Manny Camper, again, this was the one he really impressed me. Um, 17, 12, and six. That's like triple double watch right there. You never see that in Mac play. Yeah. And then King played really well. Um, and then Carpenter, who was the freshman, 19 points, led the team. That's the guy we're going to have to look out for for the yeah. next few years. I mean, Stormo, too. I don't know what year Stormo is. I fr- I, I'm not blanking. But he, another good game for him off the bench. I mean, both games he came in, dropped double-digit points in almost the first game. He had, what, seven rebounds? Uh, oh, I, no, he had five, he, in both. five rebounds in both. Four, I'm pretty four, sure five. he's the transfer that came from Pepperdine. Really? I believe. I think they said that. But, yeah, so, I, liked, I liked his – what he, the minutes he put in. I think he's a great piece off the bench. I mean, they have just guys littered on their roster that can play. Yeah. I mean, Pepperdine's playing Gonzaga tonight. Yeah, Gonzaga so. tonight. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if anything, for Siena, it showed them how capable they are, even without their star player. For Fairfield, uh, we'll take a look at the at the numbers. We'll go through the lineup again. Same lineup as the first night. Uh, Mido, again, really struggled. Six minutes only. Zero points. Three rebounds. Uh, three fouls and a turnover. So, again, he only attempted one shot as well. So, another off night for him. Um, but, again, six minutes, you just got to chalk it up. Jay Young, I guess, didn't like what he was seeing and uh, went with, obviously, a smaller lineup, right? You saw Supreme only had 13 minutes as well. Yeah, the bigs didn't play that much. And Chef only had 11 also. I mean, you're yeah. combined, so, they got barely 30 minutes. Yeah, smaller lineup. It almost worked. I mean, they really were in this game at times. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a close game in the first one. I uh, I really had the feeling that they were going to win this game. In the first half, uh, we had, like, small leads or we'd be down by a couple. Um, but, you they know. They only ended it down three. Like, that's – they're right in the thick of it. And they only got outscored by – like, both halves, they played very respectable halves. Yeah, and like, the thing Usually is- sometimes they fall apart in the second half, fall apart in the first half. You know how we always right. talk about how they, they get out to – big deficits very early yeah. we always talk about that and they did that in the first game i remember the first tv timeout on that first game we had zero points we didn't score so <laughs> like 16, under 16 yeah i think we were down like 11-4 at one point this game they never yeah, did they, that they never went out to that early deficit it was it was close the whole time and just for that reason i just believed that we would win i really did but uh, and i can't tell if this is a good thing or a bad thing that they were able to put – like, this is, like, one of the few games they were able to put together two great halves, like, two very good halves, and they still lost by seven to Siena without their best player. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know whether to take that as, like, a positive or a negative. It's just tough because, like we mentioned last episode, too, is, like, there were just those moments where, like, one bad run could really just end it for you, and that's kind of what ha- – it was, like, those moments where it's very close, and whoever has that next run is going to win the game, and Siena kind of – had that run we were really really in it we were really right no, there. no definitely for sure and uh it was a little that one this one was like if anything this game was more disappointing to me because i really thought we were gonna win than the first loss even though the first loss was by more well because um, yeah this i mean winning a game against Seattle like this would be would have been huge just yeah. in terms of even the program itself, jay young being able to have a win a game like this with like the roster they have right now would be would have been huge yeah, record, but, uh, like record wise or like record or not, like whatever the record is, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, so anyway, moving on uh, down the lineup, Chrysler had 29 minutes, and he had nine in this one. So you know, three for seven from the field, one for four from three, a couple of free throws, 
four rebounds. He played better in this one, you know. He had, and he's the X factor. I see. It seems like in this lineup. Yeah, it's just it's just like I said. When he plays a little bit better, like if he can put up eight or nine points, you know, four or five rebounds, they tend to at least have a, a fighting chance. They definitely tend to. It puts them play in, in a like a yeah. It puts it gives them a fighter's chance, which it's is exactly the guy what putting up you know six more points than he did the other night. It's just a guy that isn't like an a usual score or anything taking a little bit more pressure off of Taj, Jake, these guys to put up that extra six points or so, you know, him giving that little extra contribution definitely takes a little pressure off. So more nights like this from him. Um, Wojcik, 34 minutes, 18 points, again, led the team uh, eight for 16 from the field. So he shot 50%, but 0 for three from three, Um, two for three from the line, three rebounds, four assists, uh, a foul. 18 points, though. Can't complain. He played well. Uh, Caleb Green, 30 minutes. Two for four from the field. Two for three from three. So both his field goals were threes. Uh, two assists, again. A little low on the assists. Four fouls, one turnover, six points. So uh, a little bit better this night. But both his baskets were threes. And I feel like his three-point shooting is just, like, random. It, it, it comes and goes. And that's what happens when you don't have, like, your release isn't perfect. Like, you don't have a very repeatable release. Sometimes your release is on, none's not. Yeah, and it's like a heave. It's just like a heave. Yeah. And it's just, if it goes in, it goes in. Like, Taj's release is very, rep- like, it's, it's very, like, a lot about repetition for him. If like, you look at one, if you look at one of Taj's shots from last night's game or this last week's game versus a game against Iona a couple weeks ago, looks exactly the same. They're probably exactly the same. His form is very muscle memory for him. Yeah. So, that, that shows that he put a lot of time into it because it, it wasn't. It, it really wasn't last year. Yeah, so anyway, we'll move on to Taj. 29 minutes, two for seven from the field, one for two from three, two for two from the line, five rebounds, one assist, two steals, one foul, seven points. So, again, not his best performance, but, you know, we like him to be around that, like, seven to 10 to 12-point range. Um, and, again, you know, we did play the best team in the conference and stuff. So, not his best game. I'm saying it. I'm saying I'm booking it now. He's going to have a big weekend against Marist. Think so? Yes, he played well against Marist last year. Um, I think he had like – I can't remember it now. We were in Drew's room watching the game last year, and he had like some buzzer beater or something. Oh, yeah, off his, off his butt, right? Was, was that the one off his butt? I don't know. Do you, do you remember that, though? We were in Drew's room watching it. It was like a Friday or Saturday. It wasn't for the win, right? You're not talking about for the win. No, no, no. It was against Marist, and he he had it, some shot. I think it's to send it to overtime or something. But no, I was I wasn't there, but that no, I I wasn't. That was Valentine's Day. I remember that. I was oh, not we were, there, but yeah, but I I do remember that game. They went to overtime. They lost. It was like no, I think they won in overtime. Or did they end up winning? But whatever yeah. happened, it was like I remember it was like fifty to fifty at the end of overtime. It was like an extremely low scoring game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's the one you reference. I think you reference that every now and then as like a very low scoring. Um, that, I can reference that as like win. one of the, the worst offensive games I think <laughs> that they've <laughs> ever won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look it up real quick. So it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Fifty-seven, Day. fifty-three win in overtime. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Taj had some. Uh, he scored 15 points in that, and uh, he had like a nice play at the end. I think. But uh, anyway, I'm calling. I book him for a good weekend this weekend. He had a rough couple days, rough couple games against Siena. I think he's coming back strong. Um, quickly moving on to the bench, we had Supreme Cook, 13 minutes, eight points on three for five of shooting, two for two from the line. Love to see two for two from the line from him. Uh, two rebounds, one steal, two turnovers, one foul or two fouls. So again, you know, decent performance from him against better competition. He's a freshman. Uh, like you said, I wouldn't mind if he puts up these numbers. And then if Mido could put up some more. Um, it's interesting that you said to look at them kind of as a combined unit. Um, because that's basically what really, they are. They're basically one starting center for us. I've never – yeah, I've never really had that. I've never really thought about it like that. But, you know, it's a pretty good uh, – that's a good way to put it. Like if you could put up combined 15 or so, probably put us in a pretty good place to try to win the game. So um, he did his part. Hopefully he continues it because he's been so – inconsistent up and down this whole season as well. So we'll see what he does tomorrow. 
Uh, Chef, 11 minutes, no points, 0 for 1 shooting, 1 rebound, 2 assists. Uh, kind of an empty stat line from him again. Uh, yeah. I feel like we, we kind of talked about him already. It's not like much more you could say. That's why, that's why I was like, you know, I don't know how long this episode will be because it's not much more you could say when like he's just kind of doing the same thing every week, you know. It's a lot, it's a lot of just empty. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a, this is another game where no a DMP for Allen, DMP for Jason. So you think Chef kind of gets those minutes that Jason Allen are getting. Yeah, he's still only four up. guys off the bench too. Yeah, you would think he, in 11 minutes you should be able to do something. Like, two assists, one rebound isn't the worst thing in the world, but, like, with how he was hyped up by Jay Young in our interview, it's even, been disappointing. And it wasn't even just Jay. It wasn't even just Jay Young. It was, like, the yeah. publications as yeah, well. Yeah, we, our we, preview episode was, like, he is, like, a guy that's going like, to, like, help be, like, an X factor for their season. Yeah, like, the three-man weave thing was, mm-hmm. like, one of the most athletic players in the conference, you know. Uh like really, really highly praised, and it's really weird to see. So I don't know if you know we can't really pinpoint what the issue is, but I mean I'd like to see him like have at least one breakout game this season would be nice. But uh, moving on, Jalen Leach, nineteen minutes off the bench, two for three from the field, one for one from three, one for two from the line, one rebound, one steal, one turnover, one foul, six points. Uh, didn't attempt many shots in this one. No assists in this one. Uh, but, you know, he put up nine in the first game, six in the second game. Just a very, like, average I mean, scoring night. Yeah, I, he's not taking the most shots. Like, he's not taking as many shots as he did. I think that's not the worst in the world. He's taking choosing shots. Two for three from the field, one for one from three means when he got his shots, he was making them, which I will glad to take. Because there's going to be a game where he shoots nine times and he'll make Seven of nine. Yeah, have, like, yeah, especially if he gets a, you know, a starting role or more mm-hmm. minutes. Nineteen minutes is a lot, though. But uh, yeah. if he can break into like that higher twenties minutes. But uh, moving on, last player, Jesus Cruz, twenty nine minutes, fourteen points on seven of eleven shooting, zero for two from three, one rebound, two assists, three steals, one turnover, one uh, five fouls. Fouled so, out. Yeah. So yeah, fouled out, but. Another solid game. I think steals is something we haven't talked about, but he's been, he's been really he's well. He's stepping defense. up on the defensive end. Yeah, he's, he's been a he's been a spark defensively. Like he'll come in, you see three steals. Yeah, come in, get a couple steals, uh, force turnovers, yeah. and really change kind of the course of the game. That adds on to his like he has fourteen points, but those three steals probably turn into six points. Let's say it's called four to six points. Add another yeah. four points to his stat. Like that's eighteen. That's an eighteen point swing right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, for sure. And, and another thing too is first game shot pretty well percentage wise. This one seven of eleven. You know, like he's shooting high percentage off the bench. And two of them are three. So like really when he gets to the paint, he's barely missing. Exactly. And and you know he we've seen him on the bench. Like he shot seven eleven from here, right? So he was he was making his shots, so he kept taking more. Um, but we've seen him off the bench too. If he's not shooting well, he'll only attempt five or six shots. Whereas when he was starting, he would take eleven, even if he only made two, or he would take fifteen, even if he only made four. You know what I mean? So his shot selection has been a lot smarter off the bench. I don't know if that's something Jay Young made him do, or if that's just something that he has developed off the bench. Maybe he's listening to the podcast. Maybe he's listening to the show, <laughs> but uh, probably not. But you know. Uh, Whatever it is, he definitely takes way more efficient shots. And if he's not doing well, he doesn't shoot as much, which was probably his biggest problem in the beginning of the season was shooting continuously even when he was not performing well. So he's grown to be – I mean, he always was one of our best players, but now he's one of our top performing players at this moment um, on the team. So uh, we're back on the train for him, I'd say. Uh, but other than that, to wrap up the series, I would say they were just more talented than us, more physical than us. Um, but it really wasn't a lot of what we didn't expect, right? We knew we were probably going to lose two games. Um, and, yeah, it hurts now that we're two and six, but you had to get those two losses somewhere. So let's just move on from it. And, Sounds like uh, Maris. I mean, Maris are winnable games. Good. 
they're good, but we gotta I, we gotta try to take one from Maris. But I we'll talk about Maris in a second. I don't know if you have any final thoughts on the Siena series. Uh, um, they played the second game gave me a lot of hope going into next weekend. I'm happy they played that game in the second one, not the first one. So it gives them a little bit of a confidence going into the second game. I mean, Cruz played a great game. Jake played a great game. Kale played better. Taj. They always play better in the second game. Yeah, I mean, also, it's, that's usually what, what should happen if you play the same team on back-to-back days. Like, they'll lose. Like, you can't dominate a team twice in two days that often. Yeah, so that's kind of the wrap-up. Uh, expected losses, but you learn something from them, and second loss wasn't as bad. So it was a little inspiring, but Let's move on to this weekend, right? We got Marist uh, tomorrow, 5 p.m., Saturday, 5 p.m. Tomorrow's on ESPN Plus, so I assume that Saturday's on ESPN 3. So Marist is 4-4 four and four in the MAC, and so are a lot of teams. So they're kind of tied for like third or fourth or whatever, but there's a lot of teams that are 4-4. Four and four. They're definitely outperforming their expectations. I know they were projected to be one of the bottom teams in the MAC. Um, one thing I noticed about them, is that they don't score more than 72 often if you look at uh, their last count of five games. Their last five games, they're, they're on a three-game losing streak. They lost two to Monmouth, which they scored 62 and 64, and they gave up 80 and 72. And then they lost to Niagara, which they scored 72, so that was kind of a high game for them, but they lost 86 to 72. And then they beat Niagara before that, but they only scored 63. And then they also beat Manhattan in overtime. They only scored 72. So they're, uh, you know, averaging 65 points a game, which is, I mean, we're averaging 60, but it's definitely closer with us. Um, and they're giving up 66 points per game while we're giving up 70. So um, we're obviously an underdog, but the stats kind of seem like we're, we're a little closer to them than a team like Siena. Uh, our last five, obviously we're on a two game losing streak, but uh you know, they're on a three-game losing streak. Anyway, uh, tomorrow we're given a 26.2% chance to win. Is it really that low? Yeah. Wow. Really? Is that ESPN? The, ESPN, yeah. And they're given a 73.8% chance to win tomorrow. Fairfield is plus six in the betting odds. Betting the, community. The, the over-under is 123.5, which is interesting. It's interesting um, because like that's usually low, but that's a little high. I mean, for a team, Ameris is giving up like eight. They're giving up 80, 74. Like they're giving up a lot of points. They feel it's a chance to like pop off for a lot of points. And I don't know. That's, it seems a little low. It seems low, right? You just said, yeah. I thought you were just going to say high. I was well, no, I, really I meant low. like usually it would seem high for a Fairfield game considering how little they score. Mm. But depending on who they're playing, it seems a little low. Yeah. I think. I just think it's a little unpredictable because, uh, I mean, they had a game this year. They beat Manhattan Marist 61 to 39. Oh. You know what I mean? So it's so like. They, yeah, they can they can play some defense if they have to. They beat Binghamton 64-60. And then they also beat them 68-65. So there are some low-scoring games. They beat Canisius 56-52. Uh, to 52. So it could really go either way because – it seems like when they play a team that like Monmouth that can score, they kind of force themselves to play up and score with them. But maybe if they're playing a team like Fairfield that struggles scoring, they'll kind of keep it even and just beat us by a little bit of a margin in the sixties or something like that, or the fifties. Yeah. I think it's more, I think playing Fairfield makes it even more volatile because saying they're also a team that plays good defense, but also can struggle to score. So like yeah, exactly, I mean, yeah. it could be could, low scoring. Fifty to fifty, or like seventy to seventy-five. Like I could see it going both ways. Yeah, that's why it's a little unpredictable. That's probably why the over/under is low. But, um, you know, I think giving them a seventy-four percent chance, I feel like it's a little, I feel like it's a little harsh. But we yeah. are the we are the worst team in the conference right now. So I, I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. I I just feel like I feel like we definitely have the ability to split one with this with this team. Oh, for sure, they don't they don't scare me like Sienna scared me. I mean, that's the only team. In, I mean, one of our conversations against Iona, so th- I throw that out the window. Except for Sienna, exactly. I will say if I had to predict it, I would say we probably split the series. Um, that's probably our ceiling. I don't think we'll beat them twice, but oh no, 
Uh, it's uh, tough to beat any team twice, and much less a team that's definitely outclassed. Class yeah, two. so I think we'll split. Um, it would be really, really, really bad to drop two because we'd fall to two and eight, and uh, most teams haven't even played eight games in the MAC yet. So <laughs> to fall to two and eight would be really detrimental to our standings. Uh, so I'd really, really hope that we can split this game, but um, it's not looking great for us in the predictions. But let's just hope that Fairfield has one of those weekends where they, uh, play they, surprise. A road game. they surprise us. So other than that, you got the Fairfield game tomorrow, 5 p.m., the women's game at 7, and then the men's game Saturday at 5, women's game at 7. So I'll probably catch a little bit of both. We'll be back here next Wednesday, and I believe that's either our second to – I think it's our second to last Zoom show. I know we're going to be back on campus soon. Yeah, it should be. Right. Um, I guess we'll announce – we already tweeted it, but um, when we get back on campus, it'll be Wednesdays at 12 p.m., our show. We're still going to have it on um, Spotify, like always, in case you can't listen to it at that time. But the only cool thing is, because I know some people asked us while we were still on campus before winter break, they were asking us about calling in. Um, so we're, we'll take calls once our show starts again on campus. So three weeks from now, I believe, we'll start. I think the first week in, first week in February, we'll be live on WVOF. So we'll take calls, and I think that'll be – pretty cool to take some calls from you guys you can vent out a little bit yeah losing <laughs> and uh you know just tell us your opinions or whatever so we're excited for that but yeah two more weeks on on zoom so other than that follow us at red sea radio on twitter interact with us let us know how you're feeling about the fairfield sports games and let's watch the games this weekend hope for some good results and we'll catch you next weekend next wednesday Again, on Red Sea Radio, this has been episode 17. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. We'll end the episode as we always do by saying go Stags. Stags.